Okay, I just thought I record a quick episode before the holiday season begins on, yeah, well, on exactly how to survive the holiday season. Um, yeah, there will be celebrations and family gatherings and lots of food, maybe a bit outside of your normal diet. And of course, it's great to have these exceptions and celebrations, but we can do some things to contain the damage a bit. Let's put it that way. So yeah, we have some herbs that can support our digestion and our nervous system throughout these end of the year celebrations. Okay, let's dig into the weeds. If you would like to study a bit herbalism during the holidays, maybe you have a few free days and need something nice and interesting to do, you can sign up for my herbal learning membership on Kofi. The link in, is in the description. I have already posted many, many classes, little short videos where I show you techniques and, you know, herbal teas, herbs in the wild from full classes over an hour long about herbs for brain health and herbs for hormonal support, adaptogens, immune support. Our last class now in December was about uh, treatments for cold and flu, all with herbs, of course, natural treatments um, and ideas on how to prevent getting sick. And a few of those I'm going to mention today also, but you have these in-depth classes. And if you sign up, you can also come to my live classes, which at the moment I have one class a month. And yeah, with Q&A time, it's live on Zoom. We can talk to each other. You can ask me your questions and everything. I really enjoy these discussions at the end of the class with you especially. And yeah, and you have uh, the login to all the material, to all the classes that are already posted. So if you want to watch something nice over the Christmas holidays and learn at the same time, <laughs> then it's a good opportunity. And I still have a promotional price for those who sign up until end of the year. So yeah make good use of that and yeah let's uh, look at some herbal support for the holiday season wherever you are here on the globe i know i have also listeners on the other side uh, i'm here in in southern europe and i know some of you are in australia in new zealand and yeah just about everywhere on the globe actually it was really fun to see my podcasting statistics and yeah it's 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 over 50 countries and Yeah, it's 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 just amazing that this uh, yeah little community here is growing and that I'm hearing from you. I really appreciate all the emails, all the feedback, all the messages from you. So yeah, keep them coming. And of course, you can also reach out to me if you would like to book a health cons consultation with me. Uh, we can have a short free call to see if we're a good fit or just to to you know to answer your questions and set you up for yeah. Um, the consultations it's also of course a great Christmas gift if you need a last minute gift for someone a health consultation with an herbalist could be a very exciting meaningful and helpful gift of course so yeah let me know but let's come to our herbs so yeah thinking about this holiday season no matter if you are going uh, towards the winter solstice or into summer or what kind of end of the year celebrations you are having sometimes it involves family gatherings that 
could be stressful. Let's not, you know, over idealize <laughs> these things. Yeah, probably it's just going to be like last year <laughs> and your uncle's going to get drunk and this and that and, you know, visiting the parents and the whole family. Hopefully for most of you, this is very joyful, but some of us also need uh, yeah, some nervous system support during these meetings with people you maybe normally don't see that often. And traveling is involved and lots of food, of course. So there is a lot that can, can bring us out of balance. Yeah, So nervous system and digestion are both kind of related, you know, so... Um, If we overindulge or eat the wrong foods or just, you know, have trouble digesting all the food, it's too much or, um, you know, heavy food that is a bit harder to digest, it can actually affect our sleep, our nervous system, our mood. So these symptoms are sometimes uh, related. Yeah, In Ayurveda, this, these are the, the vata imbalance um, symptoms, yeah, which include insomnia and digestive problems and anxiety or just, you know, just kind of this... Nervous, nervousness or nervous system issues and traveling uh, and, you know, movement and traveling uh, and cold, of course, also the weather, yeah, Vata is also very cold and dry, so the season can also affect, uh, affect us in this way and, um, yeah, worsen some of these symptoms or, yeah, make them appear. And, yeah, so it's, of course, important we keep that we keep warm, yeah, if it's winter, if it's summer, the opposite, but let's, uh, yeah, let's talk a bit more about winter here in this example. And not only, I mean, most of it will really apply to too many climates. Um, so the vata and the dryness and the coldness and all that, yeah, just making sure we are warm and nice and toasty and drink some warming teas and have our warming carminatives with our food and meals. So this, uh, yeah, this can be a really effective. Um, and, you know, I mean, I also understand, you know, if you are traveling or you have these kind of exceptional um, celebrations happening end of the year, it's kind of easy to say, you know, I leave my herbs at home or I'm not going to, going to stay on my normal diligent protocol with my herbs and teas and my uh, other health um Uh, yeah, kind of um, practices, let's say, you know, not doing the yoga and the meditation every day or whatever. Of course, it's fine to skip that, but I wouldn't skip the digestive support. Yeah, so hopefully you're already doing something, taking some extra fiber or your trifala and probably your magnesium or your fennel tea with all the meals. This is the best season to increase these efforts and not just, you know, kind of forget about them just because you're traveling or because it's this exceptional time of the year. Yeah, so this can reduce a lot of the damage. And you can, of course, include it in your uh, celebration meal or whatever. And, you know, just offer a fennel tea for the whole family. I'm sure <laughs> they, they would happily accept and and love that. Ach, I just heard I heard from, um, from a friend a while ago. So I hope I'm not um, I'm remembering it um, enough to tell you, but it was a friend from Poland. Uh, and in Poland, they have yeah certain European Christmas tra traditions, pretty similar to also what I know from Germany and other places. But then they have this special cake. I think it's a cake or a brownie or some kind of sweet dessert that contains a lot of poppy seed, she told me. Yeah, and it's just the right moment, you know, during the celebration, everyone has eaten a lot and maybe even uh, you know, drank some alcohol and all that. And then these 
poppy seed cake that just calms everyone down and winds down the mood to a nice relaxed uh, atmosphere before everyone can go to sleep after midnight. So yeah, so poppy seeds also a good idea actually. Uh, yeah, to just create this relaxed mood after the yeah the gathering and the eating and all of that so yeah make sure you have some fennel on hand and anise and other carminatives i mean there is really it's not a coincidence that many of these christmas cookie recipes you know they contain things like anise or cinnamon or even a bit of pepper and jamaica pepper is a typical thing uh, for some kind of european little christmas cookies so um, yeah, these seeds are already incorporated, no? or sometimes, you know, whatever, the, the big traditional Christmas uh, feast includes like a stuffed goose or whatever. There are herbs in the meat and in the sauces and in all the preparations um, that, yeah, that uh, make up these traditional Christmas dishes. Yeah, so lots of spices uh, in, in, all, in all the food naturally. And also on the side as a tea or, you know, if you don't want to make a big deal out of it and, you know, offer it to the whole family or the people you are with. Of course, I think you can. It's a great way to spread the these herbal practices a bit more. And I'm sure you would get great feedback on that also because people feel, you know, I mean, you drink a fennel tea and it's just like, okay, this did actually really help, you know, and you have less gas and just digest your food a little better. But if not, you know, just, you just sneak your little, uh, I, I always use those kind of smaller supplement containers and I fill them with fennel and anise seeds a little bit of cardamom maybe or sometimes cumin or but it's actually the anise seed and the fennel seeds that I like most the taste of and the cardamom a little bit less in the proportion and I just have this in my bag and I just take a spoonful and wash it down with some water I mean of course you're not gonna you know maybe you don't feel comfortable making a tea in your aunt's kitchen or your grandma's kitchen or whatever you kind of it's already too busy and everybody's running around you have some in your pocket then you, that you can just take right before eating and just take an extra spoonful yeah so just take two teaspoons or three instead of one if it's like a big meal that you are about to eat and this can really help and then when you're you know when you're back home or everything's over make sure you have some chamomile and calendula tea to heal and soothe the gut if you're sensitive and you're like oh yeah I'm gonna pay the price after this big meal it's nice and I'm going to enjoy it but yeah I can imagine how I feel maybe in the next days and it was just a bit too much sugar and yeah too heavy food and all that so yeah, take these gut-soothing herbs like calendula, plantain, you know, there were so many options. Now these demulcent herbs like marshmallow root um, or slippery elm bark is, is one that is uh, widely used in more in the US and Europe. It's a bit harder to get. But yeah, there's many, many of these herbs. A little bit of licorice in your tea. Yeah, so the last episode was a bit about tea blending and making a winter tea or a seasonal tea where you can kind of combine your carminatives which how we call the herbs, you know, that can uh, dispel gas and bloating. 
Those are our carminatives and combine them with warming herbs. Many carminatives are actually warming, you know. It's the black pepper and the cinnamon and the clove and the cardamom that you would put into a nice chai. And it's teas like that that can really help us in winter and also support our immunity. Yeah, we can add some ginger, for example, which is also great for immune support. And it's a digestive herb and it's a warming herb. So, you know, we can really layer them and they have several functions and they address several of these areas. That is why, you know, we actually associate that as Christmas spices, you know, the kind of the the smell of cloves that you would stick into orange peel. Orange peel in itself is also a great digestive herb. No? And you can dry orange peels and then just break them up and add them to your teas. It's wonderful. It's also widely used in Chinese medicine as a digestive support. So yeah, we have many options. We know our digestive spices by now, our herbs and digestive spices. I think I talk a lot about this because I think it really makes a difference. Yeah, And it's important yeah, too, especially when you're eating different foods or more than normal or, you know, foods that you would normally not eat that much and, you know, they could trigger something that you make sure that your digestion is working amazingly. Yeah, so the next thing would be to support our nervous system, yeah, which is sleep is actually the most important thing. <laughs> sleep is just so important, yeah, so if you want to support your sleep and just make sure you, yeah, that you sleep well and long enough and uh, don't wake up or at least, you know, if you wake up, fall back asleep quickly. As I mentioned, the poppy seed tea could help to wind down and to calm down. And uh, yeah, could help you ease into sleep after an exciting day with visits or visiting somewhere, not sleeping in your normal environment or after having traveled or sleeping on the plane or whatever it is. So poppy seed is great. It works pretty instantly. Like you can also just take the poppy seeds and flush them down or you can brew a tea and drink it and it works within maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. You already feel more relaxed and more sleepy. Then, you know, we have also nutmeg, which takes a bit to work yeah so you have to use the freshly ground nut nutmeg and then it takes about four hours until you feel the relaxing calming sleepy effect but it works for whole eight hours yeah so it's especially good if you are always like oh I wake up at three in the morning and then I cannot fall back asleep again so easily so nutmeg helps for that because it has this longer action yeah whereas all our other kind of calming nervines like poppy seed or chamomile or um, you know lemon balm whatever it is valerian even yeah valerian is a bit stronger and hops also uh, so those are good herbs but you know they just kind of work only for four to five hours maximum and then you you maybe wake up and then you have to take another dose yeah so nutmeg is the one that you could just grate a little nutmeg in the last tea you're drinking in the evening and and try that or even put it in the food I mean it combines also great with the potato puree and whatever or pumpkin puree or whatever you might be eating on a in a Christmas dinner or seasonal celebration dinner whatever it is that you're celebrating and yeah so nervous system yeah sleep is really important for to to for us to be mentally stable let's put it that way yeah so um of course if we haven't slept well we're just not ourselves and don't have the energy and don't have the nerves to deal with all of that that might come at us uh, during the holiday season so nervous system support and of course you know other more slow acting herbs like ashwagandha it wouldn't help you know to start now a day before you know you feel like oh you're going traveling and it's all going to be a bit intense and this and that so you have to take this a bit earlier yeah so ashwagandha ideally you would have started a month ago let's say 
and then definitely keep taking your regular daily dose, however much it is that you are taking um, if you have a tendency to anxiety or yeah, just want to take a calming, supportive adaptogen. You know, these adaptogens are not necessarily only for people who have problems in their health. Yeah, We don't use them only as a treatment. We use them also uh, for prevention and just for strengthening and yeah, supporting the body and being better able to deal with stress. Yeah, so the adaptogens and ashwagandha is in this category. Many other herbs like rhodiola, eleuthero, many Chinese herbs. They have amazing. You, know, they don't call them adaptogens. They call them tonics. But they have amazing herbs who do exactly that kind of support and tonify the body and strengthen the body and the, the, the nervous system, the immune system, the hormonal glands and everything. So these are herbs that you ideally take year round. And then, of course, definitely don't forget to take them around this time of the year or when you go traveling or on a visit and you need them. So, yeah, there we have our choices. We discussed this also in, in, in our classes, you know, that some are a bit more stimulating like the rhodiola and eleuthero. So if you need kind of an extra boost of energy but of course you don't want to exaggerate on stimulants like coffee and tea then these more stimulating adaptogens are really really great and then we have the more calming adaptogens uh, ashwagandha stands really out there for me as a calming adaptogen that is also suitable to really yeah manage anxiety and other mood issues uh, pretty much yeah in a Uh, in a certain dose yeah so the dose is not a few grams so maybe a bit higher or at least initially yeah there's always a difference between kind of our starting dose to manage certain symptoms and then our maintenance dose to kind of maintain these good effects that we got from our herbal protocol so yeah nervous system this stands out to me also what I have used a lot in the last years because there's so many good studies coming out or we have solid studies uh, from German research about the lavender oil in capsules yeah so the lavender oil taken internally and of course this is something that you would try out with a small dose and of course you need to make sure you all have a high quality lavender oil and natural essential oil preferably organic or you buy a suitable product in capsule capsules where it's already encapsulated yeah if not you would have to kind of put the essential oil in the empty capsule and then take it right away yeah you cannot really store it in the capsule if the capsule is not made for oils yeah normally you have these empty gelatin or whatever vegan capsules that are more suitable for powdered herbs but you can do it you can drop a few lavender oil drops into one capsule I mean start with one drop if you are really taking this the first time close the capsule and swallow it take it yeah I have actually also a video on for those students that are subscribed to the membership on Kofi. the link is in the description I have a video showing this how I do this with the lavender oil And yeah, it's a good technique, you know, and this would be something that you take and it also pretty much works right away. Yeah, so if you think, okay, I really have to calm down a bit and I have to you know, kind of support my, my nervous system and, and need a calming nervine, then this is something you can do on the spot. No? Whereas ashwagandha is a bit more long term and you would have to take it regularly to have this effect. Yeah, so these are a few ideas and... Um, Of course, also keep your immune system good and strong during this time. This is the darkest time of the year in half of the globe. And we are in right in the winter solstice at the moment. And days are very short, so make sure you take your vitamin D, definitely. 
uh, or you have checked your levels and that you have good, proper, solid levels that are a bit higher than kind of just the bare minimum that is just barely okay. Because this will, yeah, I mean, there are also more and more studies coming out that vitamin D really efficiently helps to keep the immune system strong and not have you getting sick from any virus that's floating around or at least uh, yeah, managing managing it away better if you get sick. But of course, we don't want to get to even this point. Yeah, So yeah, definitely have some strategy in place. Um, yeah, that's also what I do as soon as we get into the cold and wet season, yeah, even kind of in, in early autumn when it gets, um, I mean, here it gets chilly a bit later, more kind of end of autumn, but um, yeah, that you feel, okay, now the weather really changes and it's good if I support my immune system a bit, uh, yeah, more intentionally, let's say. Yeah, so increase, for example, the berries in your diet, the polyphenols, no, those anthocyanidins that are in red and blue and purple berries, but also purple cabbage and red onions and anything that has this color in nature, yeah, any fruit or vegetable that has these colors. Yeah, grapes are also excellent. And of course, our elderberries, our hawthorn berries, our rose hips. And I fell especially in love this year with the rose hips. I mean, I got totally frustrated by, you know, collecting them and trying to peel out the seeds with these little fuzzy hairs. And uh, so, yeah, picking them is a nightmare. <laughs> it's really difficult. It's really time-consuming. Time uh, so, you know, it's easier to just buy your pound of rose hips. So this is the little kind of the, yeah, not the, the shell, but it's the fleshy part that is very thin that is around those seeds and hairs and all that stuff in the middle. Yeah, so it is just a part of the rose hip that you would actually consume. And if you have nice dried uh, rose hips, then you can just soak them. So without the seeds and without the hairs inside, yeah, so just this little flesh around around that. Then you can actually just soak them in water or I sometimes use something that is a bit sweet, like a natural apple juice or whatever. And I just soak them in there and then the next day they're nice and squishy or even after, you know, after an hour or two or three, they're already a bit softened and nice, uh, nice and soft. And you can, you know, use this in your breakfast, in your oatmeal with some yogurt if you eat that or in any other way I combine it uh, with a little ground up flaxseed and I cut up an apple and put some raisins and it's just a delicious quick little snack or breakfast and yeah so rose hips for me you know how I knew it my whole life in Germany you have in all the supermarkets or I would say pretty much in, in whole Europe probably in, in most countries you know you get the tea in tea bags, yeah, you get always mint and chamomile and rosehip. This is kind of the, yeah, the, almost the most basic herbal teas that you would find just about anywhere. And I never really liked it, you know, it's just kind of a little bit sour and a little bit, yeah, you know, it's kind of those weak teas that are just made with half a gram of herb, um, yeah is sometimes not the real thing yeah the real thing with rose hips for me is really to make it as thick and nice and you know strong as possible so or I directly eat the rehydrated rose hips like I just described or if I make a tea I take like 30 grams of these dried rose hips and first I grind them in the coffee grinder then I soak them in a little bit of water 
and then I add them to hot water. I try to not kind of boil it too much because we are also after the vitamin C and the bioflavonoids and those are sometimes being destroyed by heat. I mean, they won't be completely destroyed, but reduced definitely. So to maintain as much of the vitamin C as possible, I just add it to some hot water and then let it sit. I mean, hot water is just... Is just one of the best extraction mediums for herbs and yeah, uh, to make herbal tea, of course. No? So water is, hot water especially, is really great to bring out the main constituents that are in the rose hips and in other herbs, of course, also. Yeah, so then you reduce a bit the fiber. So I just got a batch of these rose hips there that had a bit of black and darker stuff in there that I didn't want to eat. So I tried my old method of just hydrating the rose hips. And then I noticed mm, it's still a bit, you know, there's still a bit of these black pieces in there. So it wasn't such a nice clean batch as the one I had before. So next time I think I'm going to buy the rosehip powder and then it's even easier. You know, the powder you just stir into about anything that you're about to eat. Yeah, any drink or smoothie or food or uh, whatever you're eating, you just stir some rosehip powder in there. This is super, super easy. But now I have bought my you know, kind of rosehip, dried rosehips. So now I try to make this really, really strong tea that... I really press out the dregs in the end and try to get most of the good red stuff out of it. And uh, yeah, I boil about 30 grams. So I soak about 30 grams of the rose hips and then I add them to hot water and let them steep a bit and then... Uh, then I strain it and drink it and it's really thick and nice I add a little honey to it sometimes it's of course a bit acidic but it's it's really nice and I have the feeling wow this is an amazing immune boost I'm doing this now every day for a while combined with my garlic capsules and this combination it's the winner it's really the winner I mean I haven't been sick since I take this combination and I'm definitely going to take it for, yeah, throughout the whole winter. And probably next year also. I mean, this is just my favorite combination so far for immune prevention, let's say. Yeah, so to boost your immune system so that you don't get sick. Yeah, I think these flavonoids and the vitamin C and all the goodness in the rose hips together with garlic, which of course is... Yeah, just one of the most amazing herbs ever <laughs> and has been used in so many cultures all over the globe. Yeah, so the garlic, of course, has yeah also really strong immune supporting properties. And I, I just, you know, finally with all that, you know, I want to eat more garlic and I want to, you know, have a lot of garlic in my immune prevention protocol. But then uh, raw, it's... It's just a bit harsh on the stomach. No? It's uh, just a bit too much for most people to eat a lot of raw garlic. Of course, you can eat yeah, like a clove or so, no? but not that much. And you have to make sure you put it into some olive oil or something and eat it with some bread so it's not kind of just hitting your bare stomach directly. Then it could cause problems. Yeah, it could cause the irritation in the stomach. So raw is this, the, is this kind of yeah issue, let's say. Cooked, of course, is great and I put it in all my food, but I just had the feeling, you know, I really want to be consistent with it. And I just bought this black garlic extract in capsules, which has also the amazing benefit that it doesn't make you smell like garlic. So you don't get garlic breath because this is fermented garlic. Yeah, it is black because it's fermented and then these kind of smelly compounds, they just naturally break down. So it's actually a natural 
process. And yeah, so I just take, you know, in the morning, three capsules in the, in the evening and three capsules to yeah really be sure I'm, I have a good immune boost. I mean, both things um, also help to keep your arteries clean and uh, yeah, would would be helpful for the heart and circulation and rose hips also specifically are very good uh, for women and for menstrual issues and PMS and all that so it really helps wherever you know it it's about circulation and the blood vessels and the cardiovascular system uh, yeah but also immune function and many other health benefits so yeah Really, I love this combination this year. This is my winner, absolutely. Black garlic extract and my 30 grams of rose hips dried or made as a tea or just soaked, which is easier to just eat them whole, just not even bother making a tea out of them. I mean, of course, you know, extraction is never 100%. Always when you make a tea, you are throwing out a bit of the goodness. I mean, with kind of herbs that are more leafy or, you know, easy to extract because it's like mint or calendula or chamomile or whatever but the rose hips I really have the feeling yeah you do lose um, you do lose a lot if you make just a tea no? you have the dregs that you throw out and they are still so nice and red and uh, and tasty no? so it's actually best to eat the whole rose hips and to just soak them and eat them and it's easier to buy them than to kind of harvest them out there in the wild but yeah they grow very abundantly so yeah maybe you find them close to where you live. Okay, so I hope you got what you need, your digestive support, your adaptogens, your immune support and staying nice and warm and cozy in case you are in the northern hemisphere and yeah we are right here in the winter solstice. I mean this is what all these festivities um, are all about it's actually the natural event of the darkest and shortest days of the year and it's naturally a time for introspection so yeah I hope you can take plenty of time and rest also for yourself and have this nice moment maybe uh, burning some natural incense or smudging the house if you have collected some herbs in the summer that you have dried and uh, yeah, it's a nice time now to enjoy all the goodness and the herbal teas uh, that you collected or that you have chosen to drink now in this winter season. Yeah, don't forget the seasonal support like we talked about last episode to vary your herbal teas according to the seasons, which play, of course, a very big role in, in how we feel and what is going on in our health that has a really big impact so yeah i hope you can take the time and hopefully also to study a little bit of herbalism and uh, yeah sign up for them for the membership you can cancel anytime it's just a monthly fee and one class a month one live class and of course you get the recording if you can't come to the live class but what you can do is you can watch right away you can watch the other classes where um, yeah, today I just mentioned the basically the rose hips and the garlic, but there are of course many other herbs for immune support, for prevention of cold and flu, and just to boost and strengthen your immunity. You know, we have astragalus. I have a little video about astragalus also just posted on my 
YouTube channel. So this is available for free to all of you if you go to the YouTube channel and check that video out, the last video about how I prepare my astragalus powder and take that for immune support. So yeah, you find many herbal ideas and information and yeah, thank you so much for listening. I see you basically next year. Okay, have a good time. All the best wishes to you. Bye bye.